podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all damn thing there, keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. 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 Yo, what's going on, people? This is Disnomics here. Of course, you're listening to Disnomics podcast. And this week's episode, we're going to be speaking about the state of housing in the UK. We're going to be talking about mortgages as well as rental accommodation. But first things first, we're going to talk about last week's episode or this midweek's episode, last midweek episode. Um, Kwasi Kwarteng, the Chancellor, Liz Truss, the Prime Minister, is looking rough for them. We talk on how a lot of people on Tory Point are happy with their performance. People are openly speaking of removing them. How likely is this to happen? Would they even be able to push through their tax cuts through parliament, U-turns, so on and so forth. So make sure you check that episode out. And the one before that, I go into detail with regards to the mini budget. Now, the mini budget has had a variety of blowback and it's impacted almost every, pretty much, no, it has definitely must have impacted every single Brit in this country in different ways. One of the ways it's impacted us is mortgages, right? And I wanted to speak on how it's impacted the mortgage market and also speak about the rental accommodation in general and how the cost of living and certain factors has impacted that. So yeah, let's get, let's get, let's get cracking. Hi, it's MXM and listen to the Dysonomics podcast because it's late. Yo, what's going on, people? It's not looking good, bruv. Yep, the the housing situation in the UK is not looking good at all. And so many people I've spoken to regarding this. And this, this is a variety of people, people with kids, people without kids. And I'll talk about people who earn a decent wage to... Some people were in the top five to 1% earners. It's just not looking good. So let's start off by talking what the housing market as a whole was looking like. Well, according to Halifax monthly report, there's an indication that there is a 0.1% dip on house prices. So house prices have dipped, I think, three months in a row. People who are looking to buy houses, they'll be jubilant. Like, yay, like the more they dip, the better because it's hard to get on this property ladder. You get me? But... The price is so expensive and a big issue is affordability. We'll get onto that in a second. The annual growth rate of houses, remember I said it's gone down by 0.1% this month. But if you look at the annual growth rate, it's gone down more significantly. The growth rate has gone from 11.4% to 9.9%. So that's a pretty significant drop. Although shortages of, of new homes, strong wage growth, and of course the mini budget announcing a cut in stamp duty has still kept like prices like at a decent rate, this might not continue going forth. And, and that's what um, people are starting to discuss now. There are legitimate concerns over affordability. And when like when you speak on affordability with regards to housing, it's not oh, can I afford to um, save up for a deposit and pay for the house. No, I'm talking about the monthly mortgage repayments. The average mortgage interest rate has risen above 6%. And this is according to MoneyFax, right? This will indicate that homes are now paying the greatest percentage of their income in terms of mortgages since 
the year I was born, 1989. And if you look back to what happened then, then there was a 40 year high in inflation. What does this mean? That on average, households in the UK are paying more of their income than ever on their mortgages. So, so accommodation, shelter, is taking up more of our budget than ever before. Or, sorry, not ever before, in, in my lifetime, in 33 years. The, of course, mortgage rates are higher due to an increase in the interest rates, the base rate. The base rate is determined by the Bank of England, and that currently sits at 2.25%, which is significantly higher than the days of just like 0.25% and so on and so forth. And they have very much indicated that they will continue to increase their interest rates to help tackle the inflation issue. It's not looking good, Brev. Market mayhem followed after the Chancellor's mini-budget, and which prompted lots of mortgage pr products to be literally pulled off the shelf. To ensure that they reflected a higher funding cost. So what does this mean? Okay, cool. So not everybody's mortgage is the same. There's different products, right? Do you know what I mean? Not everybody pays the same deposit. Not everybody gets the same interest rate. You can get a fixed rate, you can get a variable rate. You can get fixed rate at two years, get um, fixed rate at four years, so on and so forth. There's various different products when it comes to mortgages. Virgin Money and Lipton Border Society, for example, they temporarily withdrew their entire mortgage product range. So they aren't offering no mortgage products. Halifax, Halifax removes fee pay mortgages and a fee pay mortgage is a mortgage where you can pay a fee in exchange for a lower interest rate. If you look at the two year fixed rate mortgage, that means for two years, the interest you pay on your mortgage is fixed. So you know exactly how much you're paying every month. Two and five year um, fixed rate mortgages have risen again. Um, two year fixed rate mortgages jumped from 6.11% this um, yesterday to 6.16%, um, sorry people. Five years rose from 6.02% to 6.0%, 7%, according to financial information company Moneyfax. So basically the fix to get a fixed rate mortgage is gonna be more pricey than before because obviously interest rates are rising and they look like they're gonna rise even further. What I find interesting is that um, some products have now re-entered the market. For example, NatWest relaunched um, deals last Monday, Tuesday, Barclays launched a couple of joints, Halifax launched on Wednesday. But these newer mortgage products are actually now more expensive. Of course, because they are now factoring in the increase in the base rate of interest. Two-year fix was 4.7 on the day of the, of the mini budget. Now it's 6.16% as of last Friday. Halifax are offering 5.06% and five-year fixes starting at 4.46% which is a bit cheaper than what I said before. However, you've got to do your shopping, but all in all, prices are going up. And these deals are coming and going at a very, very quick rate. Now, 
We spoke about mortgages. We spoke about the increase in the base rate. We spoke about increase in two-year fixed and five-year fixed variable. How does this impact you? Like, give me if I can give you a tangible example. So I saw this in the Guardian, and I'm going to use this instead of because I could make my own example crunch numbers. But why do it when somebody's done it already? So in the Guardian, I saw this. This is a great example. In October 2020, when people are struggling with COVID and we were just about to get let out only to go back into lockdown again, thanks to, oh, that wasn't even Omnicom, that was, you know, Delta. Um, Two-year fixed deal was probably about 1.59%. So if you assume a 200K mortgage, which is a 20, which is paid across 25 years, you're going to be paying around £808 a month, right? Now, if they remortgage under Halifax's 5.06% deal, and assuming with those numbers, you took off a good 10, um, 10 grand off that mortgage by paying it across two years, their monthly repayments will be 1,166 quid. That means since October 2020, so in two years, you will be paying an extra 358 pounds a month. A lot of people don't have an extra three hundred three bill, three and a half bills a month, just a slap on on their accommodation, let alone the increase in electricity, gas, so on and so forth. And I saw this on um, um, Money Saving Expert, I think. For each one percentage point of your, of your mortgage rate increase, expect to pay roughly £50 more per month. So that's about £600 um, per year per 100,000 of mortgage debt. So if you have £200,000 of mortgage debt, for every 1%, you expect to pay £100, so on and so forth. Cool. So long story short, it's more expensive to have a mortgage now. And people with mortgages who are coming off their fixed rate deals, they're going to be paying more than they were before, which really, really sucks. What can we do? What can we do? This, Of course, we talk about issues, but... Let's talk about potential solutions. What can we do? Like, what have we got in our toolbox? It's estimated that every three months, 300,000 borrowers come off a fixed rate deal. The mortgage broker private finance says that it's encouraging those on a fixed rate with a term of 18 months or less to get in touch and consider their mortgage options now. Their mortgage options now, sorry. Talking your options through with a broker is definitely a good idea at the moment. A big issue, though, is that we don't know if mortgages are going to continue to become more expensive or actually suddenly get cheaper over the coming months. We just simply don't know, right? So that puts that puts um, borrowers in a tricky spot. Do I remortgage now and lock in this price? Or do I see how things go? It might drop or it might get even more expensive. Man. Some people also be kind of thinking about, like, let me just... Just just leg it, man. Let me just bail out on this current deal and grab another one now before prices go even up and up. However, most fixed fixed rate mortgage products have an early repayment charges, right? ERCs. During the initial fixed period, which sometimes will come at a cost of thousands of pounds. You don't want that. So yeah, you just got to look at your paperwork and look further into that so yeah that's it in the mortgage section i'll probably do you know what i might try to get a couple of my, of my friends who have mortgages and see how it's increased i spoke to one of my friends last weekend and she said that her mortgage was going up by four bills and i said god damn one of my friends said he was going it could his could go up by uh almost two grand insane 
But yeah, um, we'll, we'll speak on that more in the future. I wanted to end this pod on the rental thing because this is something I've been seeing. I've been seeing on Twitter people dissing landlords, saying they're greedy and so on and so forth. And I'm not too sure on that. Um, I'm sure some are, being, are behaving very, very greedy. And I'm sure some are just not and just going about what the market rate is. So I don't know. Uh, it's hard to speak on landlords in general as a whole. I, I think people believe that landlords are just these super rich from what I've seen, like these super rich people with 15, 20 houses, it's not necessarily always the case. But anyway, whatever. So according to Spare Room, the number of people looking for a room is over 106,000. However, in terms of new ads, monthly is less than 15,000. That is a deficit of 90,000. So what does that mean? The supply of of flats, houses, rooms for people to rent is nowhere near the demand. And for those that have been listening to Dysonomics over the years, you know, excess demand means higher prices. The demand and supply is not at equilibrium. It's a mess right now. Foxton's, for every rental ad placed on Foxton's, they claim there's 22 applicants looking to rent. So basically, a football pitch of human beings are fighting for every apartment on Foxton's. Chesterson's, another age, um, estate agent, said they got 29 renters competing for each flat. Naturally, this is going to lead to nothing other than very, very high prices. It just is where it is. It's just really, really, really rough. The mod is at an all-time high for places in London. But supply is at eight year low. Rent in this eight year period in this eight year period has gone up by a third, thirty three percent, according to Spare Room. Estate agents told Fortune I was reading this today that that they have renters offering twelve months rent in advance, brother, in cash, or they're willing to pay fifty percent above the auction price each month. So let's say there's like a two bed and strategy, two grand. Some people come in and say, listen, we'll pay you three bags. How much you wouldn't compete with that? So I was reading this as well. Um, somebody, um, Bella Rupo, who heads up British estate agent Winksworth in South Kensington, tells Fortune, in the last eight weeks, we've agreed on 18 tenancies, all of which were agreed within an average 48 hours of the property going live. And this is quite similar to my experience when I first, when I moved out around 2017. I will go into a few places. By the time I get home, I, the landlord told me it's gone. It got to the point where I realised that, listen, I'm just going to tell, I was willing to take properties off the market off on the basis of just seeing it via spare room or I got the landlords to to FaceTime me and they said now you have to come in because I knew the market's rough two of my closest friends recently um went through this as well trying to get a new joint and they're saying that the competition was wild another um guy I know um on on the gram he like um patterns up houses and rents them he said that he dropped a spot on spare room yeah let me quickly find it on the gram okay cool yeah he said, yeah, he dropped an ensuite, um, ensuite room on spare room within, within 24 hours. 
a hundred replies. Somebody, I think he knows or or colleague, whatever, said they took my ads down um, when I took the weekend off because spare room caps unread messages at four hundred. The person had four hundred unread messages over the weekend. That level of demand is insane. How can people compete with that? The the one that spun me the most is the is the is the top willing to pay twelve months in advance. That's crazy. So yeah, that's why people, you're seeing landlords like maybe doing things that are a bit nasty. Like, like it's just that's just how life is. It's just market rate. Why would you have your flat at a certain price when you know everybody else who has a similar flat to you in the same area is getting 33% more, 40% more, 50% more? It doesn't make sense. It's bad business. But unfortunately, unfortunately, our rental, our, our rent options in the UK our housing, sorry, I'm not sure. Our accommodation options in the UK are very, very poor. We have obviously the, the standard own your home and we have our, our, our private renting scheme. We don't really have alternative renting and stuff, schemes like that. I think it's in Germany that I was reading they have such sick rental schemes. I think I'm going to have to do a pod on that. But when it's just left to the private sector, free market to determine loads of people's accommodation what happens when market forces are forcing this is what happens and this is the worst time for it to happen because of the cost of living crisis and certain things that are hampering the fact that why are there no more new flats well covid for example covid stopped like the building of a bunch of properties so there's backlogs in building of new properties. So we ain't quite enough properties to match up demand. Buildings, property borders are on hold. There's increased government regulations pushing hundreds of landlords out of the market anyway. So <laughs> people want the market to be more regulated, but this is one of the drawbacks. So yeah, man, it sucks. It sucks, it sucks, it sucks. People just wait. If you're looking to rent in London, Please, just be on your P's and Q's. Have your money ready. Have your money ready and be willing to just to be just aggressive because everybody's out here trying to eat. But yeah, that's it from me. You'll catch me again Thursday. And yeah, enjoy your week, people. Sports Social Podcast Network.